This is Brunch with Noreen on Radio 3. Welcome back with Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Tuesday morning. I'm super excited to welcome back on the program Andrew Dembina in for our Tuesday chat. How are you doing, Andrew? Pretty good, thanks. Still a bit warm, though. How about you? Yeah, but did you do you uh, feel a bit of a change in the air? It's still warm, um, but it feels a bit crisp, early. crisper. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yes. yeah, yeah. I, I, I think early in the morning and last thing, you know, uh, an hour or so after sundown, there's a there's a really really faint sort of um, you know hint of cool autumn reprieve. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. that sounds sounds yeah. like a perfume name, to be honest. Hint of Hint autumn. Of autumn. Yeah. What would that smell? What would, the, what would be the smell? Sort of um, leafy, pot, potpourri. Yeah, yeah, a bit leafy, a, a bit sort of fresh. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, whereas Berries. springtime would be sort of grass, grassy. I, I don't mean like you know the <laughs> the, the 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 illicit type yeah. of grass, not, but not, I mean... not, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sure, gotcha. Uh, Let's be clear about that. Exactly, I know. But back to brunch. Uh, What have you got for our listeners today? Okay, I know that the the photos came through to you a bit late, so you might not have seen them. Um, uh, That's what happens when you get on an early morning show. It's not early, but uh, (laughs) yeah. I'm I'm looking at them right now. Oh, God bless the Queen. Oh. oh, well, that's nice of you to say, but uh, but why would you say that, looking at the pictures? Yeah, you? you sent me a picture of the Queen. <laughs> there you go. Sure. That's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> right. I didn't even didn't even think to address the listeners. Just look, scrolling well, through my phone at the pictures yeah. that you sent me. Three images. The first one looks like what to you, Noreen, there? It looks like uh, butter. Yes, butter, indeed. First one's butter. I think the second one is easy to identify. Soya sauce in a in a little bowl uh, with some chopsticks. Bang on. Oh, and yeah. you've already said uh, Queen Elizabeth II, the late queen, uh, is the third one. Well, let's go through these things. Um, so uh, I don't know if you saw or read or heard about this report at the end of last week. Hong Kong's Consumer Council has found um, a, car- oh, a carcinogen... Yeah called uh, glycodol in 94% of margarines and spreads that contain vegetable oils. That means some of those fancy olive oil ones that I've certainly been buying for, um, you know, over the, over the last few years, including a particular brand, which is uh, a popular one in Shea Dembina. So uh, it was interesting to see that. Same uh, the, here. Um, we, we, I mean, hmm. we, we go for butter, but sometimes we go for that sort of spread, uh, that, that, yeah. that mixture. Yeah. Yeah, know uh, yeah. what you mean. Um, and, uh, well, so um, gly- glycidol, which is in the margarine spreads, uh, not in the butter, um, or not in the butter spreads either, uh, is a, is, it's a natural uh, compound um, that is something that basically thickens the texture for when it's spread. It's, uh, it's used in a lot of food processing, and it's kind of, it's not quite a liquid, it's, it's almost like a viscous gel, but it, it does come from natural um, in, ingredients that uh, from vegetables and a blend of, uh, of natural uh, products, plant-based. So that, it, it sounds like it should be good, but however, it's been sort of proven through tests uh, around the world that, um, that it can um, lead, not directly, but can lead to uh, the conditions that happen within a person to produce cancerous cells. So the Consumer Council then released its findings on 
a bunch of 16 samples of both spreadable margarine and spreadable butter last Thursday. And it, uh, it showed that um, uh, as well as having um, uh, glycidol, um, there was also um, a, a, a compound that's called 3-MCPD, which is also an organic natural chemical mixture, um, that, but, which has a thickening uh, effect as well. That's why it's used. But it can be found to affect kidney functions and the central nervous system um, when it was tested on animals in food tests around the world if it's consumed over a prolonged period of a few years. So, um, yeah, it's, it's spooky stuff because I think, um, you know, anyone who, not, not everyone, but, but a lot of people who eat bread, I think some people might have been avoiding both margarines and butters over the years because of trans fats, which is another thing to worry about if you if you want to be worrying about everything that you eat, um, uh, which was um, which was said to be very high in margarines a few years ago. You know, we've said this before, and everyone knows it who pays any attention to food and nutrition related news that things change all the time. Though, do you remember? Probably, we we've been doing we've been talking about food. Uh, and drink for for nine years, haven't we? And it's um, uh, on this on this segment of of the programmes that you do on Radio Three or have done, um, and it's um, it's always been this kind of debate between which is healthier, between margarine and butter. And butter became it became back in favour. Uh, it, it has been in recent times, though, thought that butter does have a a significant amount of trans fats that that, that today's margarines don't have a few years ago margarines were under attack and they did uh, the right thing to protect their businesses if not just purely health concerns which was to reduce greatly the trans fat uh, that's the harmful uh, fatty acids that uh, that were in spreadable margarines uh, for, for decades i mean when i grew up my 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 parents were eating butter like the, my earliest memories margarine as a, as a spreadable thing to go on bread didn't exist and that it was only used for cooking there was cooking margarine that was it then the spreadable stuff was made and um a certain big brand that you can get here and around the, around the world was was really popular and and everyone was having that thinking that it was healthier because it came from um because it came from uh, sunflower oil, that, uh, that, that, that it had to be healthier or, or believed that it was healthier than butter. It, it goes up and down all the time, doesn't it, like, like, like many health things. Uh, also, just a quick thing on the Consumer Council that did test uh, 12 samples of butter. They, uh, they, just to repeat, they had neither uh, glycidol nor the uh, 3MCPD traces at all, but... Uh, just as I just mentioned, the trans fatty acids in butter were noted to be, um, you know, significantly higher than in margarine. If you want more details on that, find the full list at consumercouncil.org.hk if you're interested to know the highest brands among those uh, additives that I mentioned in margarine plus the fattiest butters. This is where the Consumer Council surveys when they happen about food things and other things too but you know we're always talking about food and drink are uh, useful because they uh, you know while on rthk we're careful not to mention too many brands um the uh, the consumer council lists them very handily as they should for consumers to know and mm. to make the right choice or to take time to make a selection about which ones might be most suitable for you or yeah, i still forget, don't forget have... about it 
I still don't have an air fryer because I think a few years ago, um, mm. the Consumer Council came out with a report saying air fryers, um, cooking food by, by, yeah. by that method can also cause cancer. But then yeah, again, right. I know there are other things that can cause cancer. I'm not I'm not bashing mm. air fryers, but mm. that helped us make a d- decision. You know. Yeah, because it was because it's it's been so talked about. I also didn't. You know, also another thing. I don't know if I've mentioned this to you before or to the listeners that um, that I grew up. Uh, not being allowed to have a microwave cooker. I mean, we didn't have one in our family because of the radiation that it emits, and there were certain tests done on that. Plus, my mum was a was a uh, a cancer survivor, and she'd had mm. radiotherapy. So it was kind of a psychological thing that she didn't want to have a microwave emitting, um, you know, a certain amount of radiation in the home. Yeah, and so for enough. many many years, I mm. would never I would never have one, and it took until just literally. Um, two or three years ago that, um, that, that, I, that I finally got one in Hong Kong. It kind of stayed ingrained in me not to have it. There are certain, there are certain things that, uh, despite um, scientific and consumer studies telling you this and that, you can sometimes uh, be brought up with that stay with you mm. about something else. Yeah. 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 So, moving on um, to, uh, to something uh, that's not so locally uh, you know, you know, connected. Um, did you know, Noreen Meir, that cheese and chocolate can lead to headaches? So says a report uh, yesterday in, in a Singapore media outlet. So do, do you, did you, have you know that at all? No, cheese I don't. Cheese and chocolate. No. Well, well I mean, okay. It, like it separately got me or eaten together? Oh, would, would you fancy that combo? Cheese and chocolate? <laughs> don't I'm knock not... it till you try it. Oh, I don't exactly. know. That does, yeah, I don't if know. You're a, if you're having a special meal, you might have, uh, you might have a cheese platter after a chocolate dessert. They perhaps, sound good together. Dessert. Cheese and chocolate. <laughs> actually, it does. I've never, I don't think I've Rather ever tried cheese that. Rather than cheese and biscuits, cheese and chocolate. Wow, I'm, yeah. I'm actually literally sort of, you know, salivating a bit thinking of that now. <laughs> You put me right off there, Noreen. There. <laughs> right. um, well, no, I'm, it's it's meant individually, and um, well, actually, there are a lot of different types. It made when I saw this report um, in CNA uh, from from Singapore, it made me think that I had someone I I, I knew a good friend um, who could not drink coffee because of getting really bad headaches too. And uh, let's forget about drinking alcohol and hangovers, etc. That's the obvious things that cause it. But, but from foodstuffs that you don't necessarily expect it from. So, um, yeah, this friend uh, couldn't drink coffee, not only got a headache, but also was very lightheaded and dizzy, mm. just didn't agree with them. And it's not surprising that chemical um, elements within foodstuffs and drinks can affect people differently. Uh, I looked further into it and I found a really great report um, in the US from a publication which is verified by medical experts called Everyday Health and um, a a doctor and nutritionist called Noah Rosen in New York um, explained that there are a few different classic foods that cause headaches in many people but um, uh, you know they, they, they vary according from person to person but his list he said there are a few. I'm going to run through these, and there are, in my opinion, a lot more than a few. Um, so let, let's just go through some. Uh, I'm going to go through them. Tell me if you are surprised or not about any of these. Well, he's broken down cheese to very specific types. So if anyone uh, is interested in this, according to nutritionist and uh, doc- 
doctor um, in, in New York who's considered an expert, ripened cheese, and that means the stuff that has matured more, such as cheddar, those harder cheeses, Emmental, um, Stilton, which, you know, does have mould culture in it, uh, and even brie. So it's not all hard cheeses, actually. Brie and camembert, which are softer, um, can all have all... There's all evidence that all of those have caused not only headaches, but also um, migraine or migraine. Did you say migraine or did you say migraine? I say migraine. Who's, okay. Who says migraine? I'm going to go for... I'm going to I'm going to go for migraine because I'm sure I read it written by an author sometime. <laughs> not, not really. Yeah. Um, chocolate is also on the list from the doctor, Dr. Noah Rosen. Anything fermented, pickled, or marinated. Wow, imagine that. If you had a pickled, you know, like a gherkin or something as part of a dish or, uh, or something that's fermented. That, that applies to many things. It also uh, includes alcohol, um, as well as a lot of tofu and bean curd or things kimchi. in this part of the world. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a lot of people are yeah. into probiotics and, and the natural fermentation, uh, fermentate, fermented that, food. Or, or even, if you take that further, uh, uh, probiotics that you might take as a supplement in a capsule or pill form, I wonder if uh, that would be uh, uh, effective as well, if it comes from uh, something that has been fermented as an ingredient. Interesting mm. to think, to ponder. Sour cream, nuts and peanut butter, sourdough breads, crackers, broad beans, told you this is not a few things, um, food containing MSG, and here we go, soy sauce. Um, <gasps> Uh, uh, meat, meat tenderizer sauces, uh, figs, raisins, papayas, avocados, red plums. I mean, I'm, I'm listing a lot of things that I'm sure are part of a lot of listeners and your diets, Noreen, which is citrus fruits have no more than, the doctor, Dr. Noah Rosen says, have no more than half a cup, very American measurement. I mean, half a cup of citrus fruits, I would say that's probably one orange, uh, depending on the size of your cup, of course. Bananas have no more than half a banana daily um, to avoid headaches. Pizza, well, I, I mean, you wouldn't eat anything, would you? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm three quarters of the way through. I'm nearly there. Excessive amounts of tea, coffee or cola beverages. So that's all about caffeine, obviously. Um, sausage, uh, that's all kinds of sausage, including pepperoni, salami and uh, hot dog sausages. Chicken liver pate. Um, uh, lastly, he does mention that alcoholic beverages, which kind of is one that we could have guessed before even talking about this, isn't it? Mm. But, um, but soy sauce, interesting. You know, Asian, well, let's say Chinese specifically food uh, across all regions of uh, China, uh, you know, Cantonese right up to the far north and northeast. It's like it, in it's every used. single dish. For, yeah, to, yeah, to, I mean, to cook. Oh, dear. Exactly. I mean, it's pretty much a salt substitute. It's, exactly. It's like salt. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, MSG, maybe not surprising. I seem to remember, I've never experienced it myself, that those can cause headaches as well. So um, that was just something that I wanted to mention as an evergreen uh, thought because of uh, just, just, just hearing, uh, or sorry, reading a quick report that mentioned purely chocolate and cheese. Uh, eaten individually, I think it was meant, Noreen, in a Singapore article that could cause headaches. But I went further into it and found there are a ton of things there. But perhaps our listeners could tell us if they have ever experienced uh, um, any kind of headache that they've noticed after consuming a type of food or drink. Because I'd be really interested to hear that. I've only met the one person ever who, who, did, who couldn't drink coffee for that reason. 
Have you met anyone who, who, um, or do you know anyone who can't eat or drink something for fear of headaches, Noreen? Um, no, not really. Okay, okay, that's as far as that question. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm just trying to think. I'm just trying to think. No, no, no. Yeah. no. Um, do, do you? Well, just that, just a, one one colleague who was on a magazine that I worked on who just could not drink coffee, and she found out. Uh. Um, you know, she was trying to see whether if she had a more milky latte or cappuccino or something like that, whether it would uh, reduce it. But she was just highly, highly sensitive to uh, to the caffeine in the way that it gets into the metabolism through coffee. She could drink mm. tea, um, but not coffee. So mm. it was um, it was quite strange. That's uh, right. Well, interesting. Moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the third and last uh, topic for today's report, then, um, I was just wondering, with the passing of uh, Queen Elizabeth II, that, uh, that we've probably all heard about, um, what kind of food and drink she liked. And um, so I've looked into that. And for the sake of today's report, I looked at two publications that had the most to offer. I mean, I looked at a lot, but the best ones, the best sources, were a, a food magazine and... Something that's more of a gossipy magazine, I always think of, but it had a really great interview um, yesterday with the personal chef to the royal family. His name is Chef Darren McGrady, who made uh, you know every meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner for um, for the Queen and her. Uh, it was in Buckingham Palace or wherever she was residing, he would go um, among the different uh, royal households. And also he would cook for um, uh, for her family. He wasn't doing the big state banquets, but it was more of a kind of domestic um, royal family cook, but, uh, but, but mainly um, looking after the Queen. Um, so... Uh, Hello magazine. <laughs> that's, that's where it was, which, which is it's seen as this kind of, you know, frivolous, gossipy magazine. But hey, they got they got the interview with him. Exactly. So, um, yes. So 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 let let's 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 imagine what uh, she liked. Um, do you uh, do you do you have any ideas? What do you what do you think she might have liked? Ooh, what do you think? I think yeah, I think she's got a sweet tooth. I'm sure she likes yeah. um, chocolate right. or maybe Whoa. ice cream. Oh, ice Cho uh, chocolate. Cho chocolate is her favourite. And so she obviously didn't get headaches from it. Not yeah. sure if she tried it with cheese together. She tried that dangerous combination. Yes. But she was, oh. according to, uh, yeah, to Chef Darren McGrady, um, he said she's an absolute chocoholic. This is a quote. <laughs> Anything we put on the, the menu that had chocolate in it, she would choose, especially something called chocolate perfection pie, oh. and uh, which I hadn't heard of. Um, so um, oh, for those who so don't sweet. know what it is, that, yeah, it's, um, it's layers of chocolate mousse, chocolate cake and cinnamon cream, plus a layer of meringue on top. <laughs> that's, Whoa. That's, that's quite a dessert, isn't that it? Is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm I'm just Good looking I just had to Google it. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Chocolate perfection pie. I like the sound of that. Might 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 try right. to see if it, find a recipe, see if it's easy to make in um, you know, sort of in remembrance of uh, of that woman. Um so he was a he he was um stationed um at different times and different places. He did also work uh, before being her personal chef at Kensington Palace, and uh, uh, whichever place he was at, he served her. And uh, he noted also about her savoury main course choices that she loved game. I mean, game means oh, yeah. things which are what which are wild, like rabbity. And, 
Ra- yeah, rabbits. rabbits, rabbits, pheasant, um, oh, quail, and also deer. You know, all the, the things things that can be hunted. Basically, even wild duck is considered game if it is, uh, you know, if it's not farmed. <laughs> so, but there are but there are different uh, seasons, which are normally around autumn to early winter in uh, in England and northern Europe, where where people would eat it because it is quite pungent. Meat and also with game, with venison and some of those game birds, they are traditionally hung to become uh, more robust in flavour. They're not cooked fresh, which is quite an art in itself. It's like some people age steaks or other oh, or other meats. Andrew, foods. I would love to continue, but I'm afraid it's 11:30 and we have to go to okay. the news. But um, okay. but yes, thank you so much for sharing. I'm glad the Queen enjoyed chocolate because I'm sure everybody really yes, it's it's a firm favourite amongst many people. And um, thank you so much, Andrew, for, for your time today. And I look forward to more chats with you uh, next time. Thank you very much indeed. Thanks, Noreen.